Welcome to the Haringey Education Partnership Brief. It's Saturday, the 13th of January, and the Education Brief is back. I'm Luke. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Marlena, here to bring you up to date with what's happening in education. Here's what you need to know this week. A study conducted by the Sutton Trust and the National Foundation for Educational Research reveals a concerning trend. Poorer pupils are significantly less likely to attend top-performing comprehensive schools, even when they reside within the same catchment areas. The findings show that schools with the highest Progress 8 scores have a lower proportion of disadvantaged pupils compared to their surrounding areas. This gap is attributed not only to the school's affluent locations, but also to unequal access within local regions, influenced by factors like complex admissions criteria and parental choices. The Sutton Trust recommends a review of the school admissions code to address these inequities and calls for measures to mitigate financial barriers for disadvantaged families. A survey by YouGov, commissioned by NowTeach, reveals that higher financial incentives such as £30,000 bursaries, could significantly attract more individuals to consider a career switch to teaching. The poll indicates that a notable proportion of UK workers in other sectors have thought about or applied for teaching roles. Motivations include the desire for personal and professional development and to give something back to society. This finding comes amidst challenges in teacher recruitment and retention, suggesting that better financial rewards could be a key strategy in addressing this issue. A recent decision by the DFE will see many misconduct verdicts removed from its website. This change comes after a legal challenge and is seen as a victory for common sense by campaigners. Previously, all misconduct findings were posted online indefinitely, but now, cases deemed less serious, where there's no repeat offence risk, will be taken down if they are over two years old. This move aims to balance transparency with fairness, especially regarding teachers' reputational and employment prospects. The DfE has announced it will reimburse schools up to £4,000 for participating in RAC surveys. However, there's a catch. For schools to be eligible for the payment, the surveys must have been carried out between the 30th of August and the 1st of November 2023. Additionally, leaders will only be eligible for the money if the DfE had not already funded or carried out a RAC survey at the site. If you are unsure about whether or not your school qualifies, you can look at the government-published guidance. This initiative follows the DfE's directive ordering partial or full closures of certain schools due to RAC issues. This week's Deep Dive. Bridget Phillipson, Autumn Term Attendance and the Return of Ofsted. We have a trifecta of a deep dive for you this week, starting with the Shadow Education Secretary's speech at the Centre for Social Justice in London on Tuesday the 9th. During the talk, Bridget Phillipson lauded Michael Gove's dedication during his term as Education Secretary. She spoke highly of Gove's commitment and energy, despite their differing ideologies. Phillipson also unveiled Labour's education policies, highlighting the plan to impose VAT on private school fees, a move aimed at redistributing resources towards state education. 
Beyond implementing VAT on private school fees, Labor plans to address the attendance crisis using AI technology. These initiatives would be part of a broader strategy to ensure equitable access to education and to integrate advanced technological solutions in the educational framework. Though Phillipson spoke of these two educational plans on Labour's behalf, it seems most attention was garnered by her complimentary comments towards Gove. Speaking of attendance, the Fisher Family Trust Education Data Lab has released a useful analysis on 2023 autumn term attendance. Analysis shows slight decreases in both primary and secondary school absences compared to the previous year, with both still above pre-pandemic levels. UK primary pupils missed an average of 5.6% of sessions, a decrease from 6.7% last year. For secondary pupils, the figure was 8.7%, down from 9.3%. Data from around 2,700 secondary schools and 7,200 primary schools using a SPIRE attendance tracker indicates that absence rates this year closely followed last year's trends initially, but diverged later with less dramatic increases in absence rates towards the end of term. Illness-related absences decreased in primary schools from 4.4% to 3.2%, and in secondary schools from 4.9% to 4%. However, when compared to pre-pandemic figures, the picture is more complex, with a slight increase in illness-related and unauthorized absences. Regional analysis shows a consistent increase in absences toward the end of the term across most regions, with notable spikes in the south of the country. Persistent absence rates have improved, particularly in primary schools, but remain above pre-pandemic levels. The data suggests regional differences in persistent absent rates, with some regions seeing more significant reductions than others. Until we see a significant decrease in absence rates to match pre-pandemic levels, this will continue to be a priority for schools and the DFE. And lastly, it's time for a short Ofsted update. Inspections have been paused after a call by unions to pause them, stemming from a coroner's finding that an Ofsted inspection contributed to former headteacher's Ruth Perry's death. Ofsted will resume inspections on the 22nd of January. Additionally, they have committed to publishing a response to the coroner's report on the 19th of January. The unions have approved the restart date and Tez quoted General Secretary of ASCL, Jeff Barton, saying that he looks forward to continuing to work together constructively in pursuit of an inspection system that is fairer, less punitive, and has the trust of school and college leaders. Ofsted ran its first session of mental health awareness training for all lead inspectors last Monday, the 8th of January. The session, led by Sir Martin Oliver, was recorded and shared publicly and can be viewed on YouTube. Sir Martin said his training was the first step in reassuring the education sector that Ofsted is serious about change. Coming up at HEP. It's a busy week this week, on the 15th of January, from 4 to 5.30 p.m., Nat Hussain will lead the Walkthroughs Delving Deeper series on working and long-term memory and retrieval practice. This event is online. On Tuesday the 16th, Brenda Hales will lead a virtual overview of the HEP science curriculum for Year 5. 
That session runs from 9.15 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. The next day, Wednesday the 17th, is another session with Brenda on the HEP Science Curriculum for Year 6. Again, the session will take place online from 9.15 to 10.30 a.m. Later on, from 1 to 4 p.m., is the Haringey Primary Science Meeting, hosted at Alexandra Park School. And still on Wednesday, from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m., we're excited to have Rachel Clark hosting Vivacious Vocabulary online. Finally, the 17th's final event is part of HEP's Behavior Champions training series called Ethos Embodied. That will run from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. in the HEP training rooms. Thursday is the big day of the week, as it is the day of the Send and Inclusion Conference at Regent Hall in London. There's still time to sign up, so get your tickets now. In terms of other training, the 18th starts with two morning math sessions. If you're a TA, you'll want to sign up for TA training with Mr. Number Vader, while right next door, virtually, Sarah Tilly will be hosting her session on teaching maths through story for Key Stage 1. Both sessions run from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. That afternoon, there are two more sessions. Jan McGuire will host our RE Network Meeting about understanding and implementing the RE Ofsted Research Review. That session takes place online from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. And from 2 to 4.30 p.m., don't miss Christine Council and Steve Mastin talk about building disciplinary knowledge in the HEP Opening Worlds Key Stage 2 Geography Curriculum. We're keeping you busy even on Friday this week, as Anne-Marie Christian will run Safer Recruitment on the 19th all day from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Also that day, join Anne Smallberger from 9.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. for early writing. All of Friday's events will be held online. Governors can look out for two training sessions this week, Introduction to Safeguarding on Tuesday the 16th at 6 p.m. and the Early Years Governor Briefing on Thursday the 18th also at 6 p.m. Finally, ECTs shouldn't forget the ECF FIP session on developing quality pedagogy happening on Wednesday the 17th from 4 to 6 p.m. As always, you can find and book all of these events on the HEP Booking Hub. This week, we've been watching Bridget Phillipson's speech at Centre for Social Justice. In this video at the Centre for Social Justice in London on 9th of January 2024, the Shadow Education Secretary used her keynote speech to set out Labour's vision for education, as well as reveal the party's long-term plan to tackle the ongoing absence crisis. Phillipson also praised the former Education Secretary and Conservative MP Michael Gove during her talk. This week, we've been listening to Making Classrooms More Inclusive with Dr. Pippa and Bradley Bush on Mind the Gap. On this newest episode of Mind the Gap, Tom Sherrington and Emma Turner are joined by educational power couple Dr. Pippa and Bradley Bush. The four discuss the effects of COVID on children's development, how to make a school environment more low stakes to make students more comfortable and their favourite classroom strategies to help pupils learn better. Listen to the podcast, which is now produced by HEP today. This week, we've been reading Teacher Education Imperative for Climate Change and Sustainability Education 
from UCL News. A new report by researchers from UCL and the University of Stirling recommends that a new approach is needed to integrate climate change and sustainability-focused professional development across the teaching profession. The report, titled Global Priorities for Enhancing School-Based Climate Change and Sustainability Education, highlights three case studies of climate change and sustainability education projects led by the British Council's Schools Connect program in India, Iraq, and Zambia. AI Tool of the Week, Lumen5. Lumen5 is an online video creator that incorporates AI to make engaging video content almost instantaneously. Ever wanted to bring a blog post to life? Or put text to speech in an instant? Lumen5 simply needs a URL or a script and it will create a video of the content for you, according to your chosen template and specifications. That's it for our 13th of January HEP Education Brief. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, share on social media, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This brief has been written and produced by Luke Kemper. Reporting help from Jonathan Guildford and Marlena Wright. Original music by Slow Pony. That's S-L-O Pony. We'll see you next time.